0: 7.02. The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist.
1: Morning, Adam. Brexit challenges. I think we've been down this route before and we will be for a
0: while. We will, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a checkered old route, it is. There's a lot of obstacles along the way, and the Prime Minister tried to emit some positive smoke signals from Downing Street. I don't know if that's physically or chemically possible, but she had a go. (laughs) And in a series of statements, Theresa May told us that everyone should accept the UK is leaving the European Union, which actually is a reasonable point. There's quite a lot of people who are thinking, hang on, what if we do this through the side door or this through the back door? But she says, no, come on, the people have said, and she says she will not be put off negotiating the best Brexit deal possible except as we now know that those three high court judges said that those negotiations are subject to the scrutiny of Parliament. Those three high court judges were labelled enemies of the people by one newspaper. Those dissing the judges have been called shameful in another newspaper headline. Theresa May did this tricky thing. She came to the defence of both the idea that uh, they are enemies of the people and the idea that also, you know, democracy, free speech, we're all allowed to say what we want. But there is a test going on, if only of our democratic system. Who's checking up on whom? Who's allowed to check up on whom? Is it better to have more open accountability as the judges suggest or less transparency and more action as the Prime Minister has kind of suggested so uh, yeah it, it is a very tricky course we're taking.
1: Tell us about the guys swimming the Atlantic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's about to do it. He's about to set off anyway and hopefully become the first person to swim the Atlantic Ocean, although admittedly a Frenchman did do it, but he didn't do all the checks and balances and have an observer and wasn't sure if he began from the right place every day and all that. So uh, Ben Hooper could, therefore, swim his way into history. He's about to set off from Senegal and swim to Brazil. Say it quickly, it doesn't sound so bad, does it? But look on that on a map and actually you think, oh, well, that's not so far, but then consider the tides. He has to go down... And then up, essentially. So he'll do about 2000 miles, uh, roughly speaking eight to ten hours of swimming a day for 140 days i mean apart from anything else like sharks and jellyfish and you know waves and weather and stuff like that just the sheer boredom of swimming 10 days so he has got a waterproof mp3 player i hope he's got some good stuff on it and i love ben's uh, website as well ben hooper's website is swim the big blue which lists amongst his hobbies swimming which is rather lucky really just as well <laughs>
1: and Andy Murray I should say sir Andy Murray he almost he almost looked enthusiastic and happy didn't he
0: almost, yes. Did he break into a sort of a smile? Uh, he doesn't look excited or happy at the best of times, and he kind of acknowledges that. He has that kind of dour expression, etc., and that dour voice that never really goes up or down. But yeah, <laughs> he's the first British number one in the world of tennis since they began the whole ranking system in 1973. So the first in 26 men to top it, and he's broken into that triumvirate that was Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal. Nobody else had been world number one for 12 years. So there are certainly situations suggestions. Suggestions here. He should be Sir Andy. And before he's old and wrinkly and can't pull on a pair of shorts, that would be quite something. Would that, I don't know, would that terrorise the opposition to be playing a (laughs) knight of the realm? Or would that enthuse too many of them, I wonder? Maybe that would give him a smile. And tell us about this top boarding school
1: that's giving P.E. the elbow. This is crazy in in a day of so much obesity.
0: Well, quite, and given that we thought that whole business about, you know, it's better to take part than, than to win, and we thought we'd kind of got rid of that because that certainly cost the England cricket team <laughs> over the years. They did a lot of taking part, they did, but Wellington School in Somerset, very posh, very expensive, it has ditched physical exertion in the form of traditional PE lessons and replaced them with well-being classes. Uh, instead of pulling on a vest and doing sit-ups or weights or whatever, uh, they've gone for yoga, Zumba and mindfulness fullness the headmaster of wellington says team sports still have a role in fact they're quite well known wellington for hockey as well as some cricket and rugby and so forth but he says schools have a duty not to engage in what he calls an arms race of competitiveness that removes all the fun Uh, it's about 90 years ago that the poet sir john betjeman wrote the greatest dread of all is the dread of games and we do kind of divide into two don't we pe in a vest or zumba in something funky and lycra what do you think (laughs)
1: Adam, I'll go and find out what zumba is when I've said goodbye to you. What on earth is zumba? I know it's something that's very popular. I've just never heard of it before, or I've never actually looked at it before. Thanks very much indeed, Adam Gilchrist.